When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, Rifters. This is Rifts and Rules, the 5e D&D podcast, where we go through the many 5e books and talk about various rules to enhance your gameplay experience. I'm Nathan, the Dungeon Master of Riftwake. And I'm Remy, a player on Riftwake and a Dungeon Master myself. Today, we are here to talk about alignment. So, Alignment is a very hotly debated topic amongst the D&D community, but before we get into all of that, and we will, Nathan, what is alignment? So alignment is basically what a creature believes in. So for example, um, how do they stand morally and how do they stand in terms of the way they act? So that is um, evil and good. It's kind of clear what evil means. Evil means doing stuff to generally harm others. Good means trying to make positive change, helping people. And as well, the other side, the other part that is lawful and chaotic. So lawful typically means they have a certain code, they will follow laws, something like that. It doesn't necessarily need to be like they will follow these laws. It depends on the interpretation and as for chaotic, it means that they typically don't follow the law. They just willy-nilly do stuff just for the sake of it. All right. So to sum up, alignment is a grid of nine options in Dungeons and & Dragons. And it is two axes, or axes of good to evil. So good neutral and evil and then on the other direction side to side you'll have lawful neutral or chaotic so good and evil order and chaos are lawful those are the divisions and your character is supposed to fall somewhere amongst that grid of nine categories so the full list of nine then lawful good neutral good chaotic good lawful neutral Neutral, sometimes also called true neutral, uh, chaotic neutral, lawful evil, neutral evil, and chaotic evil. So, in theory, every character is supposed to fall somewhere amongst those nine categories. Now, there is a lot of caveats to all of this. There are a lot of little details about all of this that is rather important. But... For the moment, we'll get into the nuance part a little later on. Just for now, those are the nine, and we're just going to talk about what they mean. But before that part, we just should talk a little bit more about why. Why do characters in D&D pick an alignment? Well, if I'm not wrong, the alignment system is basically a a kind of helping tool for newer players to discover their character. So what typically motivates such a character? So for example, this new player wants to play a rogue and he's not too strong, but um, 
he's basically eventually decided on he's a chaotic good character. That means um, he now has a guideline to reference his decisions on. Indeed. For the most part, the purpose of alignment is to give everyone, whether that is dungeon masters or players, an idea in two words to just know this is the type of character that I want this person to be. Whether someone actually is the alignment that they pick or not is its own separate conversation topic. So we're going to talk a lot more about the details of what alignments are and how to implement them if you want to implement them. So I'm first just going to go into a little bit more detail here of what those nine categories actually mean. So to do that, in the Player's Handbook, Chapter 4, page 122, I believe, it has an actual really good short section on alignment. It has some nice suggestions about options of how to potentially implement it, but most importantly for our sake right now, it has very nice two-sentence descriptions for each of the alignments. Lawful good creatures can be counted on to do the right thing as expected by society. Gold dragons, paladins, and most dwarves are lawful good. Neutral good folk do the best they can to help others according to their needs. Many celestials, some cloud giants, and most gnomes are neutral good. Chaotic good creatures act as their conscience directs, with little regard for what others expect. Copper dragons, many elves, and unicorns are chaotic good. Lawful neutral individuals act in accordance with law, tradition, or personal codes. Many monks and some wizards are lawful neutral. Neutral is the alignment of those who prefer to steer clear of moral questions and don't take sides, doing what seems best at the time. Lizard folk, most druids, and many humans are neutral. Chaotic neutral creatures follow their whims, holding their personal freedom above all else. Many barbarians and rogues and some bards are chaotic neutral. Lawful evil creatures methodically take what they want, within the limits of a code of tradition, loyalty, or order. Devils, blue dragons, and hobgoblins are lawful evil. Neutral evil is the alignment of those who do whatever they can get away with, without compassion or qualms. Many drow, some cloud giants, and goblins are neutral evil. Chaotic evil creatures act with arbitrary violence, spurred by their greed, hatred, or bloodlust. Demons, red dragons, and orcs are chaotic evil. So there is a lot to unpack in all of the stuff that was in there. Most of it being that there is a lot of generalization when it comes to alignments. So for them to say, all you know, all paladins are lawful good, most dwarves are lawful, all of that stuff. This is very much one of the things that first sparks the debate around alignment. Are there pros to alignment? Yes. Are there cons to alignment? Yes. It is a hotly, hotly debated topic about whether you use alignment at all or whether you should use it sometimes. So on Riftwake, we don't really use alignment because um, Riftwake uh, is about a show of rather complex characters. And sometimes alignment can be a 
bit of a crutch in regards to that because people tend to go straight back to it whenever they need to make a decision, which is not how real people act. And that's why we don't really use it on the show. On the other hand, on the pro-alignment side, it is a very helpful idea. It is argued sometimes for new players in particular, but that's not necessarily automatically true. It can be useful for anyone, really, to just have a two-word description of, this is the character that I'm trying to be. Because one of the aspects of alignment that really does get most people angry at the system is the perception that you must stick to your alignment for every single decision you make. However, that is not how people are. Even if someone is a very good person for the most part, they may have some vice that drives them to do bad actions or illegal actions. On the other hand, it's entirely possible that you have got, you know, the most selfish, evil asshole who happens to have a soft spot for children and actually, you know, funds nice orphanages or something like that. Very, very few people are 100% good or 100% evil. Even in a world of Dungeons and Dragons where magic really does lead to some polarizing of good and evil, it is not a 100%. So having alignment force every single decision that you make is not a good way to use it. Alignment is a good generalization. So trying to just force every single decision into that mold, that's A, taking away player choices by trying to force them in such a way, and B, that's just forcing them to not act human, because that's just not how people are. I mean, (laughs) uh, as Nathan just wrote in the chat, even Hitler loved dogs. (laughs) So the point being, do the people who are pro-alignment have a point in that it can be very useful to have that guideline of what you want your character to be? Absolutely. Do the people who are anti-alignment have a point in that trying to shoehorn every decision you make into this two-word description, is that a restraint on the choices that they're allowed to make? Yeah. So how do you use alignment in a way that is actually helpful to the game? So as I've been saying through this discussion, if you want to really use alignment, I want to use the word properly, but that's not quite right, but you get what I mean. If you want to use alignment properly, then It is a very good description for who you want your character to be. So the idea of a not very good person who wants to go from, say, you know, a evil history backstory, and they would rather be a more chaotic good person. They may still have issues with the laws of the land, but generally want to do more good. So by having chaotic good as a goal for that character, then you could potentially tell a rather nice redemption story of it always just being in their mind, this is who I have been, but this is who I want to be. So having that in front of them as choices that you're giving them allows 
alignment to be an inspiration instead of a restriction to who that character is. There's also a lot of so on the other side of things, that is, there's a lot of restrictions, as I said before, because there are a lot of bias in that X is Y all the time. So I talked about it a bit in the Paladins episode last week, but it says flat out here that all Paladins are lawful good. However, by reading through everything that we did last week about Paladins, that's just not true. There is a lot more flexibility than what this is described as. Not to mention that if you have, you know, mustache twirling bad guy who has absolutely no redeeming qualities, then you don't have a villain. You have a cartoon character. So if you want to have interesting characters, give them nuance, give them a goal of what they want to be, but also give them that flexibility to be human. So, the question then becomes whether or not to follow alignment in your games. So, even if you are using alignment fully in your game, there's a very important description that I read through as part of that, and that was in neutral, which is the people who just generally avoid moral questions or taking sides, and it even says in that second sentence, many humans are neutral. So even if you're living in a D&D world where, again, you have, you know, protection from good and evil, healing magic, literal gods, devils, and demons in the world, most people don't give a shit about any of that. Most people just care, do I have a roof over my head? Do I have food in my stomach? If it doesn't affect those two things, I don't care. So technically speaking, most beings in the world are really just gonna be neutral. So the idea of everyone having one of the, you know, extreme alignments, that's that's just not how humanity acts. People care about themselves first and foremost. It's true that you then have the outliers who are leaning towards good or leaning towards evil. But for the most part, neutral is how most people are. Also, I keep using the words, you know, outliers and neutral in the as middle ground, but the thing is, most people, even one who is, you know, lawful neutral or chaotic evil, to use the exact opposite ones, most people aren't 100% the thing. So, it is a grid, but it's not it's not 100%. I, I keep saying this over and over, but that's just because I really do want to hammer in this point because it's a very important part of thinking about alignment. You, generally speaking, most people are just going to be neutral with maybe a leaning towards good. And not even one of the three categories, but just maybe they're just slightly good in general. Hopefully, most people in the world are slightly to the good side. Maybe, you know, it is just a more even mix of, you know, slightly to the good, slightly towards, you know, more selfish and evil. But not everyone is going to just want to light an orphanage on fire just for the hell of it. Even if someone is evil, even if someone's chaotic evil at that, and even with that description of arbitrary violence, that doesn't mean that they're just going to do it for shits and giggles. Because even someone who is chaotic evil will hopefully be smart enough to know, 
oh, if I burn that orphanage, I'm probably going to get caught and then executed. I shouldn't do that. Just because someone is evil does not mean that they're stupid. And that, for both sides, good and evil, is a very important aspect to keep in mind as well. Even if someone is totally lawful evil and want to take over the world, they can be really smart about it. And as an example of that, a bit of a tangent here, but hopefully useful. One thing that most people who don't play Dungeons and Dragons know about is, you know, such and such characters alignments. So there will be like people from the office alignments, Star Wars characters alignments, and they'll talk about what alignment various fictional characters are. And honestly, that's a really fun thing to think about is to think, hmm, would Dumbledore be neutral, good, or chaotic, good? Chaotic, that guy didn't give a shit about laws. But anyway, that's one of the fun things of alignment is because it gives you two words to try to describe a character. But, uh, sorry, that was a tangent on a tangent. Going back to lawful evil, though. There can very much be characters who are totally, totally selfish, but lawful evil, meaning that they're working within the limits of law or tradition or loyalty or whatever, that tends to be one of the like schemer evil types. And the best example that I have ever come across of this is Sheev Palpatine from Star Wars. Emperor Palpatine, Darth Sidious, that guy is the perfect lawful evil villain this is a man who spent decades planning a rise to power within the law and i cannot think of a better example in popular culture of a true lawful evil villain so talking about alignments you may notice something while uh, flipping through the monster manual is that some monsters actually have um, alignments and among these monsters there are a few that are stated to be unaligned this is typically due to them having a really low intelligence hence of not being able to really have an opinion on things exactly for all of the nine alignments that i mentioned those are all for sentient creatures that are able to make decisions about morality for creatures like, you know, wolves or sharks, they may have a negative reputation and they may be seen as an evil creature in some cultures. However, they don't have the ability to make a moral decision. So they are what are referred to as unaligned. They are not neutral because, again, neutrality is a choice. So they are just unaligned. So in general, there are a lot of opinions about the use of alignment. In general, a lot of dungeon masters tend to frown nowadays on the alignment system, which is an interesting thing because a lot of mechanics are actually built around the alignment system. There are certain classes that have specific abilities depending on whether a character is good, neutral, or evil. Also, a lot of parties are made with the stipulation, no evil characters in the party. And again, this is the wrong use of alignments, in my opinion, because I am against anything that is restricting player choice. In my opinion, at least, if you want to play a neutral evil character who is willing to do 
anything in order to just amass the greatest fortune in the land. But you're willing to do whatever it takes as long as you don't get caught, then as long as you're someone who is not harming the party by your actions, I think that could be an interesting story to be played. So as long as you're using... Gorif. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? He's chaotic evil for sure. <laughs> actually, actually, so that interruption actually does also bring up a fantastic point. One of the most fun uses of alignment is those debates about what alignment is a character. So I already mentioned, you know, I joked about Dumbledore, I talked about Palpatine, but every single person, in theory, can have that argument about what are they on that. And that is where alignment is a lot of fun because of the fact that you can have all kinds of fun arguments with your friends just about what do you think this character is. So just now, you know, when I was mentioning neutral evil, Nathan mentioned Gorf. But considering the fact that his choices are very much not towards the rules of the world, not towards what is generally accepted by society, but just whatever the hell he wants to do, that would absolutely point him towards a chaotic direction. Honestly, the more interesting debate to me about Gorf in particular is, would he be considered to be a neutral evil character or a or sorry, a uh, chaotic neutral character or a chaotic evil character? Now that is where it's a much more fine line because honestly, I'm not sure that I would even though I said it as the joke a moment ago, I don't really think that Gorf is chaotic evil. I think that he's more chaotic neutral. He doesn't necessarily care about good or evil. All that he cares about is what will give him enjoyment in the moment. He doesn't have the long-term he doesn't have long-term planning about his actions for the most part. It's just, oh, that seemed like a good idea at the time. So I did it. It uh might have gotten us fucked, but hey, it was fun to try. And so Gorf's impulsivity, I think, is what really shapes him as a character, and that to put him in an alignment, I would say he's more of that chaotic neutral. So having that thought about a character, again, yes, I am very much putting him in a box, but it is a very helpful tool to try to understand a character. And that is, again, where alignment can really shine. It is a two-word descriptor that can sum up most people's general decision-making. And using it for that and not putting restrictions on the players can make it a very useful thing to use. Thanks for listening to this episode of Rifts and Rules. Please leave us a review and give us five stars on iTunes. Also, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast. Tears start as low as a dollar and even that much really helps us out. Supporters get benefits such as behind-the-scenes content, early access to episodes, access to the Patreon Discord, we'll be able to chat with the cast, and even a shout-out on the show. Find us on social media, on Twitter at podcast, on Facebook as Riffwake, and on Reddit on the subreddit r slash podcast. And now, send us an email, riffsandrules at gmail.com. That's riffsandrules at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.